the stupendously magnificent and inerrant truths of God's beautiful book, his majority text, Holy Bible, are beyond compare. It has no equal in all the earth and its universe. It surely is miraculous. The obvious reason for such a lofty perch is that it is not of this world. No, in fact, God's Word created it. Lovers of the book stand amazed at the ever-expanding revelation of God's Word. It is never correct to say, I know that. Instead, it should be, I am knowing that. An antagonist once told me that he had read the Bible from cover to cover. He assumed this claim establishes bona fides as a Bible expert. So much foolishness. The Bible is the perfect word of God, every jot and every tittle. Embrace its perfect counsel and wind. There is no other winning. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Dear Visitor, have you been born again as Jesus describes in John 3, 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you ready to shock the empty vanity of this life? Are you ready to shock its binding lust? Do you wish you could escape the carnal world's deadly and unclean grasp? In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt, and if you do, all will be yours. Today, all of your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. You will be clean. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be shattered. You will be free. Today, you will become totally brand new. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Here is the simple prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. What are you waiting for? Do it right now. Now for today's subject. God said Matthew twenty four thirty three through 35. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away. God said, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 5, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, is that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except... There come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. God said, Mark thirteen thirty-five through 37, Watch ye therefore. 
for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 1177 that will once again certify the supremely inerrant Holy Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and to be used as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. Set your house in order. The time is short. It is known in the church as the doctrine of imminency. This doctrine declares that the return of Jesus Christ for the church and the soon-to-follow end of the world as we know it could occur at any moment. We are warned not to set dates for Christ's return for the church, for he himself does not know that exact moment as only the Father does. Mark thirteen thirty-two. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. We are warned not to set dates, yet we are given numerous prophetic signs of Christ returning and are commanded to watch. Mark thirteen thirty seven. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Those are very sobering words. The word of God is replete with grave prophecies concerning God's coming global judgment, giving us numerous signs to watch for, and those signs are truly flashing red. Hold up two hands, count the fingers, and think of each as a year. We could be at the end of it all in just a handful of years. Don't think long, think imminent. Everything with which we have to do in this natural world has an end, even as generation after generation passed and is buried in the earth. Until the 1960s, the evolutionists claimed that the earth had no beginning and no end. Since then, their speculation is that the universe is expanding. Their new understanding of the second law of thermodynamics, the law of entropy, and both of these has now led them to conclude that the earth did, in fact, have a beginning, and we will have an ending, which some theorize is another book-ending Big Bang. The children of the kingdom surely understand that the earth and its universe had a beginning, as recorded in Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The children of the kingdom surely understand that the earth and its universe will have an end, just as it is written in Second Peter three ten through 12 But the day of the Lord will come, there's a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. It's remarkable how unschooled, as in Sunday schooled, these self-proclaimed wisest among us who think they are schooling us actually are. 
The end will be a thundering shock to this world. It will be caught totally unawares and totally unprepared. The disciples asked Jesus about the end of the world just hours before his crucifixion. In Matthew 24, Jesus speaks of the destruction of the second Jewish temple that occurred in 70 A.D. and goes on to detail the devastating events that lead up to the end of the world, including the abomination of desolation, and then makes these sensitive uh, time statements. Matthew chapter 24, 32 through 34. Now learn a parable of the fig tree, when his branches yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Three very pivotal issues are foretold by Jesus in Matthew 24, and two of these are reiterated in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. These three issues are, one, the love of many shall wax cold, a falling away of the Christian ranks. Two, the abomination of desolation, the son of perdition, goes into the Jewish temple and confesses himself to be God. Number three, the budding of the fig tree and the generation that will not pass until all is fulfilled. The first issue, the love of many shall wax cold, is apparent simply by watching the steep decline in church attendance in the past 50 years. However, it is much more than just attendance that showcases the falling away from the church. Full allegiance to God's majority text, Holy Bible, is scarce indeed. You need to take time to review the God Said, Man Said, which Bible series, if you have yet to do so. This is a critical, very critical matter. If the evangelical ranks are interpreting the parable of the fig tree correctly, then number three in our list, the budding of the fig tree, occurred on May 14, 1948, when in one day Israel was restored as a nation after having been missing as an autonomous nation for nearly 2,500 years. Now, Jeremiah 24, 1 and 2 identifies the children of Israel as the figs. The Lord showed me, and behold, two baskets of figs were set before the temple of the Lord, after that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah, with the carpenters and smiths from Jerusalem, had brought them to Babylon. One basket had very good figs, even like the figs that are first ripe, and the other basket had very naughty figs, which could not be eaten, they were so bad. Number two in the above listing, the son of perdition enters the Jewish temple to concept, concept, uh, con, excuse me, confess himself to be God, lacks one very obvious thing in order to be fulfilled, and that is a Jewish temple. Listen to what Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 5 says. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth 
and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? We need a third Jewish temple, and one element, Israel's red heifers, have ratcheted up the excitement amongst the Temple Mount faithful to a near-fevered pitch. Excerpts from the God Said, Man Said feature, 21 Signs of Doomsday, Update 63, The Red Heifer is on the Ground, it follows. Presently, there is no Jewish temple, but the Temple Mount faithful claim a functioning temple could be a reality in as little as six months. The altar of sacrifice has already been made, and they claim that given the order, they are prepared to observe the Jewish Passover. But something is blocking the way, and it is not the Muslim world. What's blocking the way is a red heifer. Besides Israel's restoration, a second event is prophesied as a global harbinger of disaster, an event that will surely trigger Armageddon, and that is the building of the third Jewish temple on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. The God Said, Man Said series 21 Signs of Doomsday cover additional signs and signals to watch for more thoroughly. In order for the Jewish Levite priests and the Jewish people to once again function in the final Jewish temple, they must be purified according to Mosaic law, and a red heifer plays a very pivotal role. Numbers 19, 5 through 13. And one shall burn the heifer in his sight, her skin and her flesh and her blood with her dung shall he burn. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet and cast it into the midst of the burning of the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes and he shall bathe his flesh in water. And afterward he shall come into the camp and the priest shall be unclean until the even. And he that burneth her shall wash his clothes in water and bathe his flesh in water and shall be unclean until the even. And a man that is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and lay them up without the camp in the clean place. And it shall be kept for the congregation of the children of Israel for a water of separation. It is a purification for sin. And he that gathereth the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. And it shall be unto the children of Israel and unto the stranger that sojourneth among them for a statute forever. He that toucheth. The dead body of any shall be unclean seven days. He shall purify himself with it on the third day, and on the seventh day he shall be clean. But if he purify not himself the third day, then the seventh day he shall not be clean. Whosoever toucheth the dead body of any man that is dead, and purifieth not himself, defileth the tabernacle of the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from Israel." Because the water of separation was not sprinkled upon him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanness is yet upon him. And then in Hebrews nine thirteen and 14. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works, to serve the living God. The following excerpt is from Thomas Horn's book, The Rabbis, Donald Trump, and the Top Secret Plan to Build the Third Temple. Horn writes, Did you know that in September 2018, 
A newborn red heifer was certified by a board of rabbis as fulfilling all the biblical requirements for temple service, a prerequisite for the biblically mandated process of ritual purification for impurity that results from proximity or contact with a dead body. Because the elements needed for the ceremony have been lacking since the destruction of the second temple, all Jews today are considered ritually impure, thereby preventing the return of the temple service, that is, until now. End of quote. A third Jewish temple is just over the horizon, braced for war, and even the end of the world as we know it. Without the red heifer, the Jewish temple can't work. And the news from Israel has, uh, uh, and abroad is, yes, reaching a fevered pitch. Excerpts and headlines from various outlets tell the story. Wikipedia. In addition to a variety of items required for service within the temple, the Institute has attempted to locate a para-atoma, which is red heifer, consistent with the requirements of Numbers 19, 1 through 22, and Mishnah Tractate Para for purposes of Tarara, which is purification necessary to enter the temple sanctuary proper in most circumstances. Previously, the Institute identified two candidates, one in 1997 and another in 2002. The Temple Institute had initially declared both kosher, but later found each to be unsuitable. More recently, in September 2022, five perfect, unblemished red heifers were brought to Israel from the USA and found to meet the qualifications after being inspected by rabbis. The heifers will be fed and cared for until the time that that the that the uh, can be slaughtered and used to create the necessary ashes for purification. End of quote. Temple Mount Institute of Jerusalem, on Thursday, September fifteenth, twenty-two five p.m. Five perfect, unblemished red heifers arrived in Israel from the USA. A modest ceremony was held at the unloading bay of the cargo terminal at Ben Gurion Airport where the new arrivals were greeted and speeches were made by the incredible people who have put their hearts and souls and means into making this historic and prophetic day become a reality, end of quote. The Jerusalem Post published a feature with the headline, From Texas to Israel, Red Heifers Needed for Temple Arrived, and that was on September 20, 2022. CBN.com published a feature on March 17, 2023 with the headline prophetic anticipation builds unblemished red heifers for temple ceremony soon come of age excerpts follow last september five red heifers arrived in israel amid great fanfare because some jews and gentiles believe red heifers are a key element leading to the building of the third jewish temple the heifers are now in a secure undisclosed location in israel plans include moving them sometime soon to a visitor center in Shiloh, where the tabernacle of the Lord once stood for nearly 400 years. These red heifers are now between one and a half and two years old. To replicate the ceremony mentioned in the Bible, they need to be at least three years old. And within that time span, they cannot have a blemish or anything that would disqualify them for the ceremony, even one white or black hair. Byron Stinson from Bonet, Israel, helped find the red heifers in the United States. So we believe that it's very likely that the ceremony would happen somewhere in the area of Passover 2024, 
out to the possibility of Shabbat 2024, Stinson said. Somewhere in that timeline, the cows will be old enough and it would be the proper timeline for that ceremony. Stinson believes this would be the first possibility for such a ceremony in 2,000 years and that the process toward building a third Jewish temple began when the Jewish people started their return to the promised land from the four corners of the world, culminating with Israel becoming a nation. Everything is in place now with the red heifer. As long as they stay pure, one of them stays pure. Then we have everything in place, including the priest, Stinson explained, end of quote. On July 27, 2023, the Star-Telegraph published the article, Israel needed a red heifer for a temple ceremony, so a Texan sent five. The following is from that article. Byron Stinson has always been a man of strong faith, and recently that faith came into play for a mission. Jewish faith leaders, he, uh, he knew, needed a red heifer to replicate a ceremony depicted in the Bible. I felt it was my duty as a Texan to go out and look around Texas and see if I could find some completely red, pure red cows that fulfill the requirements of the red heifer, and if I could, then try to ship them here to Israel, Stinson told the Star-Telegraph. Stinson of Glen Rose didn't find just one heifer. He found five. All Israel News published this feature headline on August 8, 2023. Almost everything is ready for the third temple, claims Israel TV report about red heifers brought to Israel last year. Excerpt followed. We are yearning for the temple, and suddenly there is a red heifer here, and we understand what that means. Something is about to happen, stated Kobe Mamo, CEO of Ancient Shiloh. The oldest of the red heifers brought from Texas last year is just months away from being from time a required age to sacrifice for the purification ritual. End of quote. This world's doomsday is hooked to the Jewish temple. Just how close is the temple to becoming a reality? The Temple Mount Faithful Organization has been working relentlessly in preparation for the third Jewish temple. A short bullet point listing follows regarding some of their accomplishments and other situations where one would expect to see their involvement. Utensils and ritual objects have been made and are being made for use in the third temple. Wikipedia lists 31 such items, from the copper laver of Kohanim, the priest descended from Aaron, uh, to wash at the start of the day, uh, to the musical instrument, the lyre, used by the Levites singing psalms. The utensils are here. A letter to the Pope demanding the return of the articles stolen from the Second Temple. Breaking events add to the mountain of information that predicts the soon-coming rebuilding of the Jewish Temple. In January of 2004, a letter was drafted by Gershon Salomon, a chairman of the Temple Mount and Land of Israel Faithful Movement. The letter was sent to the late Pope, John Paul II. Part of this letter follows. Sir, a call from the God and people of Israel. Immediately return the temple menorah, vessels, and treasures to Jerusalem. In the name of the God of Israel, you are requested to immediately return the Jewish temple menorah and other temple vessels and treasures to Jerusalem to the soon-to-be-rebuilt temple. 
As you well know, in 70 A.D., the Romans occupied the city of God, Jerusalem, and the land of Israel, and destroyed the holy temple of the God of Israel in Jerusalem. They took away with them to Rome the holy seven-branched menorah from the temple and many other holy temple vessels and treasures used by the Jews in the worship in the temple. The evil emperor Titus, who destroyed the temple and burned it, built his triumphal arch, arch in Rome, on which is depicted the menorah and other vessels carried by Jewish captives. Since this terrible event in the history of Israel and mankind, we know very well that the menorah, the vessels, and the treasures that were taken to Rome have remained in the vaults of the Vatican. Travelers and visitors to the Vatican throughout history have reported seeing them. This is the time to return these articles to Israel. Today, Israel is the most exciting fulfillment of God's end-time prophecies and promises. The climax of this prophetic time will be the soon rebuilding of the temple exactly as the prophets of Israel prophesied, end of quote. The letter to the Pope is here. On December 8, 2004, IsraelNationalNews.com published an article with the headline, Members of Reestablished Sanhedrin Ascend Temple Mount. The 71-member Sanhedrin, which last met over 1,600 years ago, was the highest judicial tribunal in Israel. Two headlines published by Solomonstemple.com read, Sanhedrin discuss restoring Temple Mount Passover sacrifice, and Sanhedrin will debate, will animal sacrifice be allowed in the next temple? Gone for 1,600 years, but now the Sanhedrin are here. Levitical priests have been identified through DNA science. The tribe of Levi, one of the 12 tribes of Israel, was designated by God to conduct all temple duties. Down through history, Israel, through defeat and battle, a result of their disobedience, has been dispersed to the four corners of the earth. In 70 AD, the second temple was utterly destroyed with its records. The destruction of genealogical records and over two millennia of dispersion have made Jewish tribe identification nearly impossible, but not as much so for the Cohens and the Levites. In the Jewish effort to preserve the identity of the Levite tribe, it was forbidden for a Cohen or a Levi to alter his name. The name Cohen is a Jewish surname derived from Cohen, meaning a Jewish priest. Cohens are direct descendants of Aaron, the brother of Moses, who both were also of the tribe of Levi. Aaron and his sons performed all priestly duties. The name Levi, on the other hand, is derived from the father of one of Israel's twelve tribes, Levi. The entire tribe was set aside to perform the many tasks in connection with the temple and to support the needs of the priest. Now the ability to detect a Levitical priest has now risen to the level of DNA science. Variations in the Y chromosome unique to the sons of Aaron can now be ascertained through DNA testing which establishes with certainty a true Levite priest. Levitical priests are here. The headline in the March 16, 2015 feature uh, by Prophecy Newswatch reads, Major Prophetic Announcement, Holy Altar Constructed, Third Jewish Temple. Excerpts follow. End Times Prophecy Watchers are marveling over a news report out of Jerusalem this week that the altar of the Lord has been reconstructed by the Temple Institute. 
The institute, based in the old city of Jerusalem, announced it has finished building an altar that is essentially ready for use in sacrificial services. The altar is the most ambitious ambitious project to date uh, toward the goal of rebuilding the Jewish temple. The massive outdoor altar, which took several years to build, can be operational at little more than a moment's notice, reported the Israeli magazine Matzlav Haruk. The altar is the last major component needed for the long obstructed sacrifices to resume in a future Jewish temple. Ultra-Orthodox Jews pray daily for its reconstruction atop the holy hill known as Mount Moriah or the Temple Mount, end of quote. The altar of sacrifice is here. The high priest robe has been made, and orders are being taken for the white robes of the supporting Levites. The robes are here. The high priest ephod and koshin, the breastplate, featuring 12 precious stones associated with the 12 tribes of Israel, they are here. Levitical choirs ready to sing, according to the templeinstitute.org. An excerpt follows. And yet another major step toward preparing for the rebuilding of the Holy Temple and the renewal of the divine service, the Temple Institute has established the Levitical Choir Academy dedicated to teaching today's descendants of the tribe of Levi, the Levitical Songbook, the songs that are sung by the Levitical Choir in accompaniment to the daily offerings and the additional festival offerings performed in the Holy Temple. Levium from all across Israel have already responded to the Temple Institute's initiative, and video clips show are, are already honing their skills as a proper Levitical choir. Levitical garments are currently being designed for the choir uh, to be uh, worn during their service in the rebuilt Holy Temple, end of quote. The choir is here. Archaeologists have unearthed the last Jewish temple's anointing oil. The oil is here. The seven golden candlestick menorah that stands before the Lord in the temple has been made. The menorah is here. Years back, Time Magazine reported two Talmudic schools located near the Western Wailing Wall are teaching nearly 200 students the elaborate details of temple service. The needed instruction, it's here. The December 27, 2022 headline of JNS News read, Jerusalem's Pool of Siloam to be excavated and open to the public. Excerpts follow. An ancient Jerusalem pool that was used by millions of Jewish pilgrims during the time of the Second Temple two millennia ago as a ritual bath before ascending the Temple Mount and revered by Christians as the site where Jesus cured a blind man, will be fully excavated and then opened to the public, the Israeli Antiquities Authority announced on Thursday. The pool has been a focal point for archaeologists and scholars for the last 150 years. The excavations are set to begin in January and will continue for at least several months while the site is expected to open to the public in about a year. Moreover, the recently uncovered adjacent stone path dubbed the Pilgrimage Road, which Jewish pilgrims used to ascend the Temple Mount during the Second Temple period after purifying themselves in water and donning white robes, leads from the pool to the mount, the Israeli archaeologist said. 
This pool was in use during the time of Jesus, he noted. According to the Gospel of John, it was at the Siloam Pool that Jesus healed the blind man, end of quote. Headline, September 9, 2023, Jerusalem Post. Steps, where Jesus said to heal a blind man on earth in Jerusalem. Several sentences follow. The significance of this discovery is that it's the location where Jesus healed a blind man in the New Testament, Fox News reported. The location itself was first mentioned in the Old Testament. A recent Washington Times report said, Reverend Johnny Moore, president of the Congress of Christian Leaders, told Fox News Digital that in the Pool of Siloam, we find evidence of history preserved for us, revealed at just the right time. Theologically, it, it affirms Scripture. Geographically, it affirms Scripture. And politically, it affirms Israel's unquestionable and unrivaled link to Jerusalem. Some discoveries are theoretical. This one is undeniable. It is proof of the story of the Bible and its people Israel, he continued, end of quote. The purifying pool of Siloam used for cleansing before ascending the Temple Mount is here. The August 8, 2023 headline published by All Israel News reads, Almost everything is ready for the third temple, claims Israel TV report about red heifers brought to Israel last year. In the feature, Professor Zohar Mr. argues that the Israeli government is quietly shifting funding to build the temple. The feature also noted that the same week, the Palestinian News Network accused the Israeli government of plotting with the settlers to storm Al-Aqsa and rebuild the third temple. The temple is almost here. This third temple, which the Temple Mount faithful claim can be functional in as little as six months, will be the linchpin that marks doomsday for this world. The Antichrist, the son of perdition, will enter this new temple and confess himself to be God. In this window of time, the church is gathered together to meet Jesus Christ in the air, shortly after the world as we know it ends. At this point, Satan's armies are defeated. Satan is cast into the bottomless pit, and the King of Glory sets up the marvelous 1,000-year reign. Revelation 20, 1 through 3. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. The word is eminent. Look at your hands and count your fingers. If you have yet to make your peace with God, click on the Further with Jesus now. You don't have much time. It is almost over. God said, Matthew twenty-four thirty-three through 35. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away. God said, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 5. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, 
that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? God said, Mark thirteen thirty-five through 37 Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.